Hi, you're listening to Archosaur D&D. This series contains content not quite suitable for children, so viewer discretion is advised. In the land of Baldur's Gate, we follow two intrepid adventurers on their quest to either find their fate or seal their doom. This is Archosaur D&D. Hello and welcome back to Archosaur D&D. I am Scott, your Dungeon Master, and tonight we have play still playing with us. Iana playing with Sarah Dragon Spain. And me, TS, playing Zuka. Alright, and last where we left off, you had fought your way out of a a bit of a tight space, or a tight place with, uh, Man, it's been a while. Bit of a tight place in a storage warehouse. Um, met up with a kobold that you were familiar with, Suka, named Rost, who looks very different from when you last saw him. And you saw that he has some rather interesting fighting techniques involving his weighted... the weights on his body. And after linking back up with Chuck and Diff at the Elf Song. Elf Song, thank you. I was yawning. At the Elf Song, you have you were bumped or Lacera was bumped into and the dragon heart was stolen out of her backpack somehow. Plot relevance needed. So uh -huh. after interrogating this poor sop that did not steal anything. He was just paid to bump into you for some reason. He thought, hmm, easy money. You let him go and headed down into the sewers through the entrance that is connected to the Elf Song Tavern. You traveled for about two or three hours <laughs> through the through the sewer system and you kind of are getting nowhere. There is uh, no, you, you don't know where to head. It just the map told you to head to the elf song, unless you want to try to check that, that scroll again to see if there's any more information on that. Was there Sure, I can take another look. Okay. As you pull out this scroll that had message a message on it, then went blank, then when asked where to go, it gave you a map of Baldur's Gate and told you to go to a spot near the Elf Song. When you unscroll, unfurl it, it no longer looks like a map of... Baldur's Gate. Okay. It looks like a map of the sewer system. Okay. And 
and you're a little bit turned around. It's telling you to go to a certain location, but you're a little bit turned around. Is there anything you would like to do to try to discern where you're currently at in the system of, but um, would you like to either take a look at, or would anybody like to take a look at it and see if where you are in relation to where it's pointing you to? I mean, we're both rangers, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Depends on what kind of check we're needing. If it's investigation, I think uh, Sarah would probably be better. Um, it, it would either be um, investigation or history. Yeah, investigation I can do. Yeah, inve so investigation is a, hmm, I wonder, no, I wonder where we are let me go on ahead and look around me to see if there's anything that matches what i'm looking at <clears throat> history is okay so we started back there then we took a left then we took a right then we took a left then we took another left you know um actually could um it be you know could this check also be inferred like we're are we trying to see if the natural terrain here matches up with on the map. So a possible nature check. No, no, it's it's a literal map of the sewer system. Oh, it's, well, okay, try. it's not any kind of changed terrain. Okay. Yeah. So uh, do this you is want, all on you. Do you want to attempt that, Lacera, or do you want one of the other characters to look at it? I guess I can attempt that. Um... Um, easiest way to do that, if you're wanting to do it in system, is to click on your investigation stat on your on your sheet. All right, give me a couple of seconds. Okay. Because the inflict wounds arrow didn't uh, show up in my list. If you made it. Weird. Uh, I I have it in mine, but. Okay. Okay, well, I just added it into mine. Alright, since it didn't show up in the first place, I uh, go back up here to... Uh, there it is, investigation. Ooh, that was good. 24. Okay. Yes. So with that, with that 24, you do see that you know, you check your surroundings. You see that a, a section of this area has a couple grates in a certain spot, and there's only one spot on that map that it shows. And it shows that the where you're heading is just a little ways away, um, a right-hand turn, then another left-hand turn, and then it has an arrow pointing towards a wall. Okay. Um, Diff looks over your shoulder and goes, hmm, I know exactly where that is. Gotta remember, street urchin background, Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you when you point that out when you point that out, he goes, hmm, shot mind on you, gives you a pat on the shoulder. So, are you wanting to act on this information or 
what, yeah, what, would, you, what I, would you both like to do? Yeah, I, I think we'll follow the directions I've matched up in the scroll. Okay, Suka? Um... Yeah, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll follow the directions of the scroll. I'll follow everyone else. Okay. Um, Chuck is covering your rear. Every now and then he starts walking backwards and checking, and he looks not really shaken, but he's kind of looking at the walls like he's in an unfamiliar place. Uh, is Dip he... is a human, correct? Yes. And I'm going to have Tizzy basically just sit, like, on his shoulder since he's constantly going into the back. And since Tizzy's got, like, pretty far dark vision and we got a telepathic link, Tizzy's going right, to be my lookout. All right, um, did, did I say Diff? I meant Chuck. Diff oh. looks like he's completely comfortable in this place. Oh, okay. Chuck is looking kind of nervously around him at the walls and ceiling. Like, he's not used to being in such a confined space. All right. Um, Suka is going to have to play the role of the comforting girlfriend in an attempt to calm him down. Okay. Um, you can do that. You don't even need to roll. Um, he, he takes solace in that, and he puts on a brave face, but you can still kind of see that he's sweating. So as you head further down this and, you know, take that or further down the sewer system, you take that right turn, go down a ways, take a left turn. Um, some rats scurry away from you. And now you're at the section and it looks like just solid walls. Uh, there's a T section down in front of you where it continues onward and splits off in two directions. But you're at the spot in the map where it shows an arrow pointing at a wall. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Um, do any of the rocks look fake? Go on ahead and give me an investigation check. Shit. Um, either... No, no, it, it would be investigation. I was about to say investigation or survival, but no, no, no. It would be investigation, because you're investigating the rocks. Yes. Would a nature check work? Because I'm trying to distinguish which one's natural and which one's not. Uh, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll just give you a different uh, type of information. So a 16. 16? Okay. Um, You don't find any natural forming rocks, as per se. You find a lot of uh, broken... Uh, broken like masonry okay. but you do see sitting near the wall a piece of rock actual rock not not this hewn stone but natural looking rock that is uh sitting pretty close to the wall on the left hand side all right uh, about like how far up off the ground is it Oh, it's on the ground. Just resting oh. on the ground. 
Um, she's gonna go over and just try and like move it or something, fiddle with it. Okay. Um, what are you attempting to do? Push it? Pick it up? Uh, probably just kick it, shove it. Okay, so just push it a little bit. Um, yeah, you take your, it. you take your, you you, t- you take your your foot and you give it a little bit of a shove and it skips away and falls into the falls into the murky, disgusting water that's running along the sewer system. With a nice, satisfying plunk. Aha. You have defeated your first rock. So, what was the point in you? Well, second. Because, you know, I defeated Boulder. <laughs> no, oh, you have ta- you have tamed the Boulder. You have defeated I... a rock. Top of it. Those stones to see if there's any that are loose. Um, on the ground or on the wall? On the wall. On the wall, okay. Um... Go on ahead and roll a. Go on ahead and roll a d twenty, just a flat d twenty roll. Alrighty. Um, not investigation, just a flat roll. A nine. You tap on the wall, tap on the wall, and you push on some of the stones, and none of them move. You feel one shift, and you're like, ha. And you like start to to work it, and then it pulls out, and you see just see dirt behind it. Sighing, you put it back in, and Chuck goes, "Well, if it's all the same to you," and he turns and leans back and continues to fall backwards through the wall. About five, about four feet from where you're standing. Um, as Chuck starts to lean and fall, I attempt to jump and grab his arm and stop him from falling. Completely. Okay. okay. But obviously, being only 30 pounds, I'm pretty sure I'm just flung over his head. Okay. Uh, go on ahead, just for the heck of it, to see if you get to him in time. Give me a, or, like, react in time. Go on ahead and give me a dexterity check. Sure. Um, like by dexterity check, acrobatics, or just flat dexterity? Just a flat dexterity. Um, this would be how quickly you react. Yeah, that's a 21. A 21? All right. Um, you see him starting to go through, and you you hear him just oh, right as his head passes through that section of wall, it goes instantly silent, but you still see him falling. And he still has one arm outstretched. You harking back on your on whatever instinct of save this big guy that's going to protect me. You jump up and grab onto his arm and are pulled through the wall with him. As you go through the wall, you feel this kind of cold sensation just for a brief moment. It's almost like you pass through some kind of invisible barrier. But that was also very visible because it looked like a sectional wall. And you see hewn steps that you are about to face plant into and roll down. Um, In what looks like a natural, almost natural looking cave. I need you to make a dexterity save. So does, so does Chuck. Uh, Can I roll for both of us? 
Um, sure. Uh, dexterity save is a plus five. Yeah. Is for oh yeah, I am. I am stupid dexterous. Um, because I feel bad for Chuck, I'm gonna give him the higher roll, so he'll have a fifteen plus two, or plus five. I mean, so okay, so twenty. He has a twenty, and I have a twenty-three with my okay. 15. Um, with Chuck, he as he's falling, he misses two steps, but then how his hand was moving upward, he uses that as a kind of a backwards um hand plant. And then cartwheels down a couple other steps before stopping. And he sees you falling, goes to reach up to catch you. And you land on his arm, almost like a, a perched, uh, a perching uh, bird. <laughs> Re- look, over, right. look over at him, look over at him and pat him on the head and thank him. And then he sets you down. And then for you, he looks over and calls up, Oi, there's stairs, be careful! Over on uh, Lacera, Diff, and Ross' side, they hear nothing. They just saw us face through a wall. Yeah, they just saw both of you just face through a wall. Uh, I'm just going to walk slowly over and wave my hand in the area where Chuck went. All right. Um, as your hand gets closer to the wall, it feels colder than the rest of the cobblestones around it. Are you actually putting your hand in it? Yes, I- I'm putting okay. my hand up to and because he went through, so I'm I'm expecting it to be some kind of an Ill- illusion. Yeah. Um, when you pass your hand into it, like you feel the cold, and then you feel the cold run along your arm as far as you put it in, but it feels like warmer air beyond. And you pull your hand back out, and it's unfazed. There's no, there's no lingering effects. There's no damage. Um, say we go through here slowly. Um, Diff looks at you and goes, "Well, love, that seems like a good idea." And he's yeah. and he slow. He very slowly good. sticks his head through, looks around, bring brings his head back. Goes, uh, "Just be careful. There's about." five to ten feet before a you know nice little staircase friends are down there though i'll head that way he walks through the wall um ross looks up at you and goes we should follow and then oh yeah walks through the wall yeah so i'm it's it's large enough that you two can walk side by side through it yeah it's about a 10 foot gap You you guys okay? Yeah, we're fine. Um, just a little uh shenanigans happened. Chuck rolls oh. his shoulders. Yeah, I'm all right. Let, let's let's get moving. Uh, and he just kind of looks around him and realizes that this is a smaller space than the spaces he was in, and his eyes don't go wild, but you can tell that he's really uncomfortable now. Oh dear. Phobia. Uh you're, you're you're like an inverse dwarf, Chuck. Well, 
Well, my father was a dwarf, but I wasn't raised in the I wasn't raised in the mountains. I, I was raised here in Boulders. And he, he he starts, you know, heading heading down. Um, the rest of you follow. Um, you get. I'm a what? I'm a very softly talk to Chuck, and just tell him like about Suka's just going to tell him about her past and how she grew up, you know, living in caves inside like. Um, like on the edge of a desert next to a forest, and it was very nice there, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And this is actually much more well furnished with the fancy stairs. Yeah. So what I say this these, is better these, than normal. This, stair- this staircase looks like it's hewn. It's not really like cut nice and flat some of the edge edges edges of these stairs are still jagged um just kind of think a natural formation of steps but it seems more controlled rather than you know varied uh-huh. steps um much like you know somebody had purpose in in molding this earth mm-hmm. so as you head down to the bottom you come out into a very large chamber, large cave-like chamber. <coughs> um, ahead of you is some, you know, rocks, boulders, and uh, it looks like that <coughs> there is a little bit of an off-run that is coming from the sewers, but it's meeting up with a little bit cleaner water. Um. Mm-hmm. This is to your south. Oh, it's now, for, a little better down here. Yes. Um, now, for those of you that are at home listening, um, we are now officially on the battle map for this session. Yeah, I was um, wondering. Hmm? Oh, I, I was just wondering if when, when we're going to get onto the battle map. Yes, and that is that is now. So this is now now. This is now, now. That was then, then. So, um, as you get to the bottom of this landing, I'm going to allow you guys to move. But don't go too fast. There's there's some stuff that, you know, if you tell me where you're moving to, I'll tell you what, what, you're, what you're seeing. Because I have things on this battle map that you can interact with. Um, that you can't necessarily see on your own. Yeah, that, that you can't necessarily see on your own or just on yet. your own maps just yet. So just tell me where you're wanting to go and uh, we will start with Lissera. All right, I'm going to go towards what? Yeah, I'm going to go towards this little ramp area. Yeah, just to get a, look, a little bit better look at this uh, waterway. Okay. So, yeah, out here. As you go to look at the waterway, you see that the water is flowing towards, not away from, but towards where the sewage looks like it's draining out. And mm-hmm. it seems like the water's being carried underneath where where this outlet drain is and being carried back underneath the city 
um, probably out to sea. Mm. As you're walking that way to your left, you do notice some strange, odd-looking um, fungus just kind of sitting there, uh, purplish in hue, sitting on the rocks over in this vicinity. If you were able to see my ping. Oh, yes. Um, right. I'm not at my computer right now, so I was not able to see the ping. But uh, since we've switched over to um, Shard, um, I have not been able to do the... Cus um, I forgot to do the customized background thing. So okay. I currently have Athletics as a skill when it was supposed to be Acrobatics. So okay. So, but I know what my added thing is supposed to be. Okay. Well, you do also have the opportunity to uh, look at Shard on your phone and have full yeah. control over your character on the phone as well. Um, by the by, don't know if you guys are going to know this, but I'm actually going to run a, sem a semi non-sponsored ad for Shard just to just saying how cool it is and that that'll right. be well, sometime totally, during this podcast totally not okay. sponsored totally not um yeah totally not sponsored but shard is amazing okay okay so it's next is, initial impressions anyways yep so next is diff um mm -hmm. diff moves up with you but stops right about here he goes so what's this and i and he he starts Looking at it at a slight distance, he doesn't get too close to it. No, they could be poisonous since they're underground. True, but they do have this nice sweet scent to them. <coughs> they're definitely Which, poisonous. In in passing, you couldn't smell it because you didn't get quite close enough to them. Which is why I'm saying Ross to Tiff, they are definitely poisonous if they smell sweet. Yep. Ross goes on ahead and starts heading in that direction. Um, he's not going to go too <clears throat> far, though. All right. And. <clears throat> um, Chuck looks over at Yusuke and says, so uh, where would you like to go? And uh, he, he feels a just... little bit more. You know, a little bit less, you know, panicky look looking, but he still doesn't like the whole feeling of having something over his head. Um, first I tell him, just stay behind me, and if it helps at all, just imagine there is no roof; it's just the night sky. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll cover your rear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you will. And, <laughs> and she Giggity. gives a flirtatious wink at him. And, uh... With a little swing <clears throat> of the hips, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All... Uh, she is the seductive kobold type. Um... Let's see. Being I'm very, going very to 
move her probably about here. Mm -hmm. And Tizzy's obviously on her shoulder. <clears throat> um, okay. Am I close enough to, you know, get a decent look at the fungus? Uh, actually, no, the fungus Ross. is... The fungus is uh, close to Rost and Diff. Oh, okay. Um, with then I then I'll like fung fungus for... here and here. <clears throat> okay, then I'll park myself there. And since she grew up uh, living in caves and tunnels, um, mm -hmm. next to forest and a desert, um. She might know what this is, possibly. Alright, uh, go on ahead and give me a nature check, and since you lived in caves and whatnot, um, how deeply in caves? Um, like, the main chamber uh, her dragoness lived was, like, in the center of a dormant volcano. Okay. So, multiple miles. Okay, so oh, yeah. you are you are somewhat familiar with the Underdark. Yes. So you gain advantage on this roll. Okay. I'm glad I did, because one was a five and the other's a 19 plus 19 five, so plus 24. Five. You know for a fact this <coughs> is a type of creature called a violet fungus. Ooh. And right as you start giving it a, a closer look, it has these little tendrils that start to reach out of it towards you. You know, all right, kind of um, slowly. Um, it's quick enough <clears throat> that you can that you can step back and it not get to you. Yeah, I was just measuring like how many feet it actually took me to walk there. So I yeah. only moved fifteen feet. I'm gonna move. 5, 10, uh, 15 feet back this way. Alright, Tizzy's on your shoulder, yeah. And, and I'm gonna tell him to get the hell away from the fungus, or else it will grab them and suck them into it. Okay. okay. So, um, uh... Chuck, Chuck moved with you, and then you moved back, and he was like, well, but he's, he's outside of its range. Yeah. So Just don't get any closer to the fungus, Chuck. Uh, if you might want to risk jumping into the sewage. <laughs> no, just closer to me. 15 feet. Definitely gonna go around the long way. Yeah, he's gonna. He's actually gonna move back and stick with you. Good idea. So, yeah. Lissera... Yeah, right. It was definitely poisonous. Yep, so Lissera, you now know that these things, after Suka gives out her exclamation of, oh, this is violet fungus. And, uh... It, and she also does let you know that it will reach out and try to, try to attack you with these little tendrils, these little wispy tendrils that it has, but she also tells you that which, Slow by moving. the way, I'm going to go on ahead and show it on the map. Alright. Are, are they... Do they actually do, like, poison damage and stuff? Um... 
they do touch attacks and they have they have uh, rotting touch if they hit okay. you. It causes so necrosis. Okay. Yes. Well, it's still sort of poisonous. Yeah. Um, Melt your dick off. <laughs> yeah, and for the simple fact of that, you also know that they tend to move, not fast, <laughs> but they can move. I, I imagine th- they like to work like face huggers because, like, they'll try and wrap around your face, then shove tentacles down your throat because no, it's just a... inside you kills you instantly. <laughs> yeah, no, that what they what they try to do is is like that's the coup de gras move. Yeah, but they they wrap themselves around you and just start essentially sucking away your health. Yeah. So I'm just kind of motioning diff towards me. Okay. Because they're slow. Okay. Uh, go on ahead and um, do you do you wish to move? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna move uh, uh, around about here-ish. Okay. Uh, Diff goes on ahead and says, you know, the equivalent of F this and uh, moves with you to about the same. Rip Rost. Um, Rost does the same. He gives a wide berth. I. Yeah, he has he has enough room to get around completely. He's going to move to about okay. here. He's and... hugging the little cliffside. Well, not necessarily hugging. Running along it. But this one? Five feet. <laughs> this one? Five feet. <laughs> they start moving in your direction now that they sense that there's food. Okay. Oh boy, that's not at all terrifying. Alright, so Suka. They're easy to outrun Suka. You you, you Um, you, you can climb on Chuck's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, easy to outrun. Um... Uh, with my 24 nature check, do I know, like, do they have any weaknesses, like, particularly fire, since they're like a fungus or a plant sort of thing? Um, I'd say with your nature check, it's, uh, no. You, you know that uh, they, you, you, you do not know anything about them other than you do know that one time you saw them somebody tried to set one on fire and the fire didn't didn't do much didn't okay. do much of anything to it. it looked like it burned that section but it didn't catch it on fire um these things do kind of glisten like they're like they're moist okay it made it smolder a bit yeah it, it moved away from so i know if they're like immune to anything uh no, you do not know if they're immune to anything. Uh you okay. you have no idea. Okay. Um five. Fit. All right. 
right as you get to about there, you do see that's still 20. Yeah, you do see another one of them. Oh, shit. Um, okay. And you also do see another one of them. As they start waving their tendrils around. Yeah. Oh it's, boy. Well, it's not really like they start waving their tendrils around. Now that you know that they're in the area, you kind of keeping an eye out. And you're like, wait a minute. There's some purple fungus there and some purple fungus there. That means it's got to be. Chuck okay. moves around with you. Okay. Um. What to do? Um. Hmm. They're not that hard to kill. No, I doubt they are. You know what? Um. I'm gonna just use uh, my uh, dagger of returning that okay. I have. Okay. And I'm gonna make use of it since it returns to me automatically. And I got two attacks. Um, I'm gonna just Give me throw those it. Uh, I'm gonna throw. Uh, I'm gonna attack uh, seven and six uh, each once. So, a 30 <laughs> and a 33 to hit. Okay, they, they both so, definitely hit, um, like, very much They're not crits, so. by the, yeah, they're not crits, by the way. That's just because my ability to hit with a dagger is stupid. Is insane. <laughs> All right, so go on ahead and give me the damage. All right. Uh, seven will take... Uh, seven plus five. All right, so minus seven. Minus five. Art right, is still standing. And Barely, six, but it's still standing. And six takes eight plus five. So max damage on that. Eight. Oh, I cut. Kind of probably bonus action. Well, Wrathful Smite is for melee attacks, not. Yes. Yeah, not but... range. All right, so they're both they're both hurting. Um, most definitely they're both hurting. Um, <laughs> but I they think... they 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 start responding by their little wispy tendrils, you know, coming out of them and waving around. They start shambling toward you. Uh, I'm going to have Tizzy attack number seven. All right. I was about to say, do you want Chuck to attack any of them? Um, only when they get within melee range, because I don't want them running ahead. All right. Uh, he goes Tizzy, on ahead. He goes on ahead Tizzy's and moves here. Attack. Yeah, he goes on ahead and moves here and says, <clears throat> don't worry, I'll keep you safe. And he readies, he readies an action when one comes within range. All right. <laughs> um. Tizzy for the win. 
uh, crit with okay. a pseudo dragon. <laughs> okay, um, okay, pseudo crit, yes. Uh, pseudo dragons. I have access to like what she does. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the sting does one d four plus two piercing damage. Okay. And since it's crit, that's two d four plus two. Yep. And max damage, so eight, nine, ten damage. All right. And that that violet fungus is no more. It is. It is very much dead. I am trying to imagine how did the pseudo dragon just crit kill a fungus? <laughs> yeah, seeing that Chuck becomes a little bit more emboldened and goes, "Oh, oh, I, I could do the same thing. I could do the same thing." He moves <laughs> the rest of his movement to the next one and takes an attack against it. <coughs> I mean, Righty. I already threw my dagger at it, so you know what? Let him go buck wild. <laughs> Yeah, so he is going to attack. He's close enough that I can heal him if And that twelve hits <coughs> and that is twelve damage. Alright. And that one took more damage than the other one. Yep, and he, he stabs it and it, you know, doesn't give out any kind of shriek or scream, just kind of you know, just makes all these little little wet soppy noises and then the tendrils just kind of go limp and he pulls back his spear and he's got like this fungus stuck to it and he's like well that might be useful for something okay I believe he's 100% right and uh Tsuka will do a happy little cheer and a dance uh because she's very proud of him Yep, just a little. She's very proud of her man. Copyright struck. <laughs> All right. Um. Now, real quick, before we get to Lysera, mm-hmm. um, your passive perception. You feel this light rumble from beneath you. Very slight. It's almost imperceptible. It's like almost a, a hum, but it's rhythmic. It's kind of a... Like, mm-hmm. Underneath where you're... where you're standing. You don't know exactly how far, but you do feel this this rhythmic vibration under your feet. Well, my hands are a little more sensitive than my boot-clad feet, so I'm just going to kneel down and press a hand to it. Okay, you're going to do like a nature check or anything like that? Well, nature's kind of crap, so... um... I mean, my passive's 18, so that's why I'm... Yeah, as as you put your like just just with that as you put your hand to the ground, 
mm-hmm. you can feel that that rhythmic vibration and by the way that you're judging from the way your hand feels from the way your feet feels if it's something underground it's gotta be large because you felt it through your feet yeah it's gotta be something big I, I just look over at all of them I, I'm sure Chuck uh, Diff's giving me a little weird, bit of a weird look, me putting my kneeling down and putting a hand to the ground. Actually, he gives you a concerned look and goes, what's wrong, love? There's something big down below. He takes and drops to all fours and puts his ear to the ground and goes, yeah, I'll do, I do hear something. Um, it is still your turn. Mm. Right. Well, whatever it is, we won't see it here. So we might as well move along. Those other fungus are don't really have much of a chance of catching us. Yeah, but they do have almost a chance of catching up to Chuck. Hmm. Uh, because walls don't hamper their movement, so they can literally just go straight up a vertical, vertical expanse. But he'd be able to move farther away from them than they can catch up to. Yeah. So I'm. I'm no, not... it's just they get they're getting movement before he does. Mm. Let's see. Well, I just look over at Diff and go, how worried do you think we should be about those two fungus over there? Diff? Hmm? How how worried should we be about our uh, friends with those two fungus over there? By the way it looks, it seems like they killed them rather easily. Didn't really take much damage to take them out. But then again, love, um, I don't see any reason why to kill something so brainless. Just let it be, I guess. Doesn't move too fast. Maybe if we get far enough away, it'll see that we're not an easy meal. Go back to what it was doing. Waiting for something easier, like a rat. Yeah, rat or some, some other poor sap that walks through here. You know, bundles through, leans up against and falls through a wall. Chuck goes, hey, I heard that. Just because he resembles that remark doesn't mean he's a complete moron. All right, we're going to go ahead a bit. If they catch up to you, just stab them. So where are you heading to? I'm just going to follow a along sledge to hmm, say about here for the moment all right i go a little bit further but i just wanted to see if there's more of those fungus before i go too much closer all right diff moves a little bit with you rost kind of hangs back in between 
You don't want to take any parting shots. Like I said, okay. I'm not, I don't have any concerns with the health of our fellow team. Um, with to getting rid of those, because like Diff said, they can take a lot to kill. Let's see, Suka. Yeah, you have a good passive perception. Um, Suka, as you're as you're standing there surveying the the carnage of the of the violet funguses and feeling rather satisfied of yourself that you have companions that know how to handle <coughs> certain situations, you see out of the corner of your eye this kind of shimmer and a what you can only describe as a giant where is a go a giant blue and white spider just pops into existence almost like a like in Star Trek when when they take their cloaking systems off just kind of and then you can see them what the and fuck runs down the wall and straight at you Skittering the whole way, making all sorts of you know <coughs> noises. Predator cloaking spider. Yeah. Also known as a face spider. And it is going to attempt to attack you. Yay. Um, does um, a 24 hit? Uh let's see. I'm gonna use my reaction and say no. Defensive okay. duelist that shit. Defensive duelist it is. Um and this this spooter. <clears throat> um this spooter is now you know one hundred percent threatening you. It is right up in your business. Um meanwhile, uh over close no over close to where <laughs> Rost is. It's almost like they coordinated this. I wonder how. Another one appears and heads straight down towards uh well actually I'm gonna go on ahead and <coughs> odds oh. goes after goes after Rost, evens goes after Chuck. All Roll right. a D twenty and it is an eight. So that's an even. It goes after Chuck. No. Um, it runs in, you know, just down the wall, also whom, and it runs down and goes to attack Chuck. That is a six that misses. Chuck gets gets his spear gets his shield up in front of him and just the spider's mandibles like wrap around the top of it. They're just kind of wiggling in his face. Mm-hmm. And you see him go from like that paranoid look to completely focused. Now that he has an enemy in front of him, there's no fear on his face. All right, that's that's my boy. And with <laughs> Lacera, you also starting to turn around hearing the commotion behind you. You you look back, diff points at the wall to the north of your location and goes, oh, I think we have company as another one appears. 
and it comes into melee with both of you. I'm going to roll. Actually, you were the closest, so it's actually going to go straight after you, Lissera. Right. Does a 21 hit? Natsuka. Okay, I'm guessing that does hit because you know you could you you could have lied to me and then I just had to check character sheet. Um. So you take eleven piercing, and I need you to make a Constitution save. Right. As it comes down the side of this cliff or the side of the wall and okay you pass but it, it comes down the side of this wall and before you can react before you can level a weapon at it it just jumps in and you feel its mandible sink into your or its fang sink into your shoulder um you take 11 poison damage as the poison starts just coursing through your body. Okay. All right. And this violet fungus moves into the rock feet. This violet fungus, seeing that, seeing, or not seeing, but sensing that the, the prey has stopped moving, and here's what it potentially thinks is other prey, will also move up towards Chuck, but doesn't quite get oh, I to I think him. it would move. No, no, now it's got, it's got additional prey, so. Yeah, it's. Closer. To it and it's going gonna, it's gonna to get between the two and then it has blind sight so it's going to get between between the two and decide on which one it wants to try to munch on so it is chuck's turn chuck is just going to do what he does best he's going to attack the thing in front of him eagle step spider so Spear to the Chuck spider. Go after me. Oh well. Actually, Chuck goes a little is going a little bit before you. He was just following your lead, but now that he has an okay. enemy in front of him, he's just going to react. All right. So that is a twenty. So that's one hit. A nine. That is a straight up miss, if I'm correct. Yes, that's that's barely a miss. And then another 20, because he is a he is a gladiator with multi-attack. Gladiator with multi-attack, yes. And so that was one, two hits to the spider. Um he does a fungus goo covered spear. Yep. He so does, does no damage. Ten and seven. So seventeen damage to the phase spider. Uh, the fungus goo doesn't do any extra. Um, no, it uh, 
it seems like that when he's stabbing it, it doesn't look like that the the goo the this you know stuff that's left on it by the fungus is not getting left in the wound. Mm, must have hardened. So, Suka. All right. You have one right in your face. Um, can I do a skill check after I cast a spell? Um, I'll allow it. Uh, well, what kind of skill check? It depends. Um, animal handling. Animal handling. If you take the action to attack, the animal handling will automatically fail. Um, good thing to action. I'm gonna. Good thing the spell I'm gonna cast is speak with animals. <laughs> oh, okay. Then yeah, you can so do I... speak with animals and and do an animal handling check. <clears throat> All right. So first level slot. I cast speak with animals on myself. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I I attempt to animal handle talking to the spider, and like talk it down. Be like, hey, look, we're not here to hurt you. We're just passing through, and just leave us alone. We'll get out of your hair, so to speak. Okay. We're not food. We're not food, <clears throat> and I'm sure those fungus things are pretty disgusting. We got rid of some of those for you. Okay, go on ahead and give me either animal handling or persuasion. I think both are the same amount for me. Yeah. <coughs> uh, okay, just let me know which one's which. That way, um, which one you're going to use. Well, since they're animals, I'm pretty sure it's animal handling, technically. Yeah. But I guess I am doing the, animal handling for this. The, the, way, the way I perceive it, the reason why <laughs> I'm giving you the other option is with animal handling, it's you trying to non-verbally tell them it's okay and giving them a pet and trying to calm calm down an animal or trying to get an animal to trust you. Okay. You're talking to it. You're trying to persuade it. Hey, we're just passing through. It's no big deal. You can go back to whatever you want. We're just you know going what? this then, way. Since I cast a spell to let me talk to it, then yeah, I'll use persuasion. That, that's that's why I said you could do either or. Now the animal can talk now talk back to you. You know, you will hear what it's um, saying. 26 on persuading it. Like 26 hey, on Don't attack you and your friends, don't attack me and my friends and we just walk away. Okay? We have something right. to do here. We're not causing any harm. <laughs> We're not. We look at its intelligence. All right. All right. Um, you don't get back <clears throat> words per se. You get back hunger, food, like this this kind of thought process of it hasn't eaten in like five six days, and it hungers and it knows it's about to feast on something very tiny that looks very juicy. <laughs> uh, how about this? We know we're going to come across cultists and, like, the people who have been using this crossway. So, how about, if they don't kill us, we'll 
we kill as many of those cultists as we can, so they get free meals out of their bodies. I was about, about to say, but when you tell it this and you get this feel, this like overwhelming, like uh, almost emotion feeling, it speaks to you in this like clacking, chattering, you know, with its mandibles uh-huh. that you can tran that tr- with your speaks with animals translates into bring food, let live. I'd go with all a, right. All right. Uh, that's what it says. We can bring food. Let live. Okay. Um. You know the people who are constantly use this crossway. Uh. We'll bring you them. Your food. Okay. So what it's going to do is for this turn, it's not going to attack you. It's expecting food. <laughs> okay. It's backed um, off, and is expecting food. Okay, but it hasn't fully backed down. So, what I'm what I'm basically saying is is it wants you to feed it now. Okay, it wants <laughs> me to feed it now. Um, yeah. So you can't do anything else on your turn other than move. But it's right now, like when it gets to its turn, it's going to wait. Okay. Um, I assume I've pretty much used my entire action. Uh, and I think the skill check qualifies as a bonus action, so unless I can use my bonus action to, you know, fish out said food from pack and give it to the spider? Sure. Um, it'd be a bonus action to pull it out and show it to it, and the next turn you could drop it on the ground with another bonus right. action. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, what are you I'm pulling out? I'm a spider. What, um, what are you pulling out? Probably meat. Meat. How Zuka much? primarily eats meat anyway, so it's like how much? Because this thing is big. This thing is bigger than Suka. This thing is four times bigger than Suka. Pretty much her like entire supply of rations. Okay. Um. Let's see. How many rations do you have on you? I'm just curious. <clears throat> it's not accurate to like her, my inventory is not currently accurate to uh what my previous character had. Okay, because I was about to say, uh, rations are a day's worth of food. Just like one day's so, worth of food. So that's a rough equivalent to like, I think. So like a, a week's worth of food, per... like for me, would probably be enough for this. Oh, uh, let's see. If you translate it to a half pound per meal. A half pound so, per meal, you have a week's so, worth. So... so that's seven times 1.5. Actually, that's five times one point five. Um, or, so you you have you have five pounds of food. Looks like oh, that if I'm guessing. Um, it looks at least like five that, pounds of meat. Yeah, I I, I judge uh, weeks by a ten day. You know, every ten days is a week. So if you uh-huh. have weeks if weeks worth of rations, you have ten rations. If each ration so is a half pound, pounds. it's five pounds. You're, well, no, it, it'd be seven and a half pounds, because it it'd be fifth ten times one point five. Okay, I thought ten ten times one point five is five pounds. Like it it just be five yeah. pounds of meat. No, it's a pound and a half. 
Oh. Same. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I get you, I get you. All right, so 15 pounds. Um, Judging by the size of this thing, you're kind of guessing it would require about maybe 10 pounds of food in order to get it to leave you alone. Two thirds. Yeah. Sure, I'll I'll be generous and I'll give it like the full week worth of rations. So okay. 15 pounds. All right. Well, that, that'll be on your next turn. All right. So. Yep. Uh, Tizzy, what do you have Tizzy doing? Communicating um, in front of Ciders. <laughs> you know what? I'll have Tizzy sting the other spider. All right. Um, just in case it's not immune to poison condition. We shall see. Uh, let's see. Tizzy has... A dirty 20 to hit. That hits. Deals four points of piercing damage, and creature needs to make a DC 11 constitution save or become poisoned. Eight. Okay, so it's poisoned. Okay, awesome. <clears throat> I forgot what poison does. Hold Actually, on. wait, hold on. I can very... Poison right. status. Okay, it only failed it by three. So if it failed it by any more, it would have become paralyzed. Um, it currently now has disadvantage on like all its attack rolls. All its attack and ability checks. All right. Awesome. That actually helps out a lot. All right, Maybe now move it Izzy is... over to the spider. <laughs> I can do that. Our best fighter is a pseudo-dragon. With a poison oh. stinger that she poked into the back of a spider. So, uh... She stabbed it in the eye. Liz, Sarah, it is your turn. Um... I am going to... Yeah, I'm going to um, see if I can't stab this thing under the mandible with my uh, long sword. Okay, go on ahead and give it a try. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. You hit it. That's eight damage. Yep. And one more time. That is a 13. That hits. It does. Uh, All right. And that's 13. Not bad. All right. Anything else you want to do? Um, any bonus actions or anything? Uh, well, I should have put Hunter's Mark on it, but... Uh, I yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and put Hunter's Mark on it. I should have done Hunter's Mark it on, on it now. Yeah, I, I should have done it before I stabbed it. So, Let's see if they actually have Hunter's Mark on here. Uh, they do not have Hunter's Mark. Well, just some sort of indicator that it's got something on it. Yeah. Um. 
I'm gonna go on ahead and put. Uh, no, because that's actually conditions that affect roles. Uh, actually, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go on ahead and add token, new map token, and just make it. Uh, green is what we were using. Yeah. Radius is two feet in the sphere. Hunter's Mark. Not a Hunter's Marl. Hunter's Mark. Player controlled. That way you get that way you can move it. Yeah. Soup. And then it is now Hunter's Marked. Should have been. I, I think it may have landed underneath it. Yeah, Just may like have. stick stick it under the top corner, maybe. Yeah, I'll just go on ahead and put it put it above it like that. There we go. So it is Hunter's Marked. That is freaking cool. And now it is Diff's turn. Diff is going to do what a Diff do. It is in melee with one of its companions. So he withdraws his rapier and gives it a good old stabby stabby. And he is rogue at advantage because he is an assassin rogue. Um, that is a twenty-one to hit. That hits. He's going to go on ahead and give it another stabby stabby at advantage. That is a crit. Okay. So uh, rapier damage of ten plus twelve, so twenty-two damage. Uh, does he get his sneak attack? Oh yeah, I forgot to also roll his sneak attack, but here's the thing is, it's dead anyway. So, oh, Diff just straight up... Okay, so that's what that is. It's a little sad skeleton. <laughs> yep. It oh. automatically does it. I don't have to add it, add it myself. This is cool. Um, I love this thing. And... Oh. Uh, with Rost, right as right as you're done with that, you hear the clatter of something metal hitting the ground. Just a whole bunch of pings hitting the ground. And you turn around, you see Rost has now got none of his weights on. Yeah, I'm shrugging spider head off of my shoulder. Yep. He heads over to this one. He is going to do an unarmed strike. That is a 17 to hit with five damage. And he is going to also, he is also going to give, uh, yeah, sure, another unarmed strike. That's a 27 at nine damage. And that spider dies. Just flap, flap dead. So now it is the phase spider's turn. It is awaking. Oh, awaking. Awaiting Suka's. Bring of meat. Gift of food. Oh, by the by, um, forgot to let you know. Lysera 
you feel the vibrations getting heavier. A lot heavier. Uh, Diff kind of looks over at you like, okay, okay, love, either this is an earthquake or this is not a good thing. Hey. You have, um, Brost has already dropped his stuff. And what you can tell is you felt the vibration, a slight vibration of the clattering of the weights coming off of Rost, but this is different. It's, it's continual and it's getting louder or it's getting more violent. Anyway, so phase spider is awaiting stuff. Violet fungus acting on instinct. Moves five feet. Um, since it moves up to here and, uh, yeah, Chuck is the only one that's still alive. So it's going to attack Chuck. You'd, you'd think it I'm would just start eating the face. That's spider. kind of like up a ridge. So I don't know if it's tendrils could reach it. Oh no, it's, it's essentially climbed up the ridge. Okay. So. I think it would start eating the face spider. Okay, so it does three rotting touch attacks. That is a 15 that hits, an 18 that hits, and a 5 that misses. And I want to make sure the 15... No, the 15 doesn't hit, but the 18 sure does. So that would be... Um, on hit, does 1d8 of necrotic damage. That is 8. It maxed on its die. So, takes 8 points of necro. Poor Chuck. He's hurt. No! Not Chuck! Which, with Chuck, he's like, ah! It, 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 it's almost like, you know, when you have somebody get, like, uh, stung by something on their ankle, like a, like a not a bee, but like a hornet or a wasp. It's like, ah, that hurts. Yeah, jellyfish. It's like freaking fire ants. Yeah. Um, I will save you, Chuck. So, the the vibrations get more and more and more noticeable, and it's now noticeable by Chuck, by Suka, by Rost, by everybody. It um, is. It's a lot. Can I make a nature check to see if I know what these vibrations are? You can most like, certainly try. The DC is going to be really hard. I mean, if it's something, that, if it's from something that lives underground, then I probably know it. As I said, it you depends. can most certainly try. Altist. Dirty 20. You have heard of these things, or something like them. Back when you were a child, they were the description you were given was the sound of the rumblings right before it up, up, upheaval of of Earth. Please tell me and, and you know that by how this sounds, how this feels rhythmic, and it's shaking the ground. That it's probably a large one, but you've always heard the horror stories of worms. Oh no! 
Oh, no. Worms? So, uh, it's Chuck's turn. Chuck goes on ahead and does what Chuck does. He's going to stabby-stab the the thing that just hurt him in the in the ankle. That is a 24, a 22, and a 22. It takes 11, 14, and 10. So... And yeah, after those three stabs, it, it, he just basically the third stab was like him stabbing it for the third time. Goes, That's right, my leg. Suka, you have this giant spider in front of you, and you have this food in your hand, and it's now locked eyes with the food. Um, I give it the food, and since I can still talk to it, I warn it. Giant ass worm coming this way now. So I suggest we all run. Okay. Uh, what? So you're you're feeding it with your bonus yeah, action. I, okay. Free action to warn it about the Free giant action to worm. Warn it. Yeah. Hopefully, it will remember that. Be like I saved you. And. Um, it, do you have Tizzy doing anything? Um, well, I use my bonus action to feed it. Free action to warn it. Um, I have my action, so. <laughs> I guess, um. I'm gonna leap down and stab the fungus. Okay. And I'm going to be using my Venomous Dagger this time. 29 to hit. That hits. Uh, needs to make a DC con save of 15. Or, ja or just die. Even if it succeeds, I think it'll just die. It rolls a 13. Okay, it's taking full 76. All right. Four, five, six. And seven. Plus the 2d4. Yes. So that's flat 10 piercing, and the rest is poison. Okay. So thirty six poison. Holy crap! So it, it very much dies. It it kind of shrivels as as it's dying. Um. Um. As I jump down and just stab it with one hand, I shout out, Graboids! And I just start running. Okay, well, you use your bonus action and your action, so however much movement you have left. Yeah, so I moved like 10 feet, so I can move 
like another 20 feet. About there. And yeah. Tizzy will just automatically fly to me. Zip to you. All right. Yeah. So just after you do that, the sounds get really loud. The phase spider is currently trying to wrap the this package of meat that you gave it up in up in web when the ground starts to visibly just shake. We, Rocks we, are starting to move on the ground. And Huh? Some some somewhat violent looking waves in the stream. Yeah. And then you look back as you're running and Chuck stands there and stops and looks down at his feet and then looks over at the phase spider and you see the ground explode from underneath the phase spider. You hear it scream out and then it gets cut short as a giant purple worm closes its mouth around it and then lands. I told you. And this is where we're going to take a break. Alrighty. Ooh, purple worm fight. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I told you, grapple. <laughs> Hi, this is Scott. Thank you for listening to Arcosaur D&D on your podcast platform of choice. So, while we have this break, uh, please feel free to go to our website, ArcosaurTT.com, and check out any kind of merch or games that we currently have on our website. And, uh, yeah, have a good break. We'll be back in a bit. 